You are now in tune to Empty Femme. This is Dr. Scatliff. I'm here with Dr. Wall Bennett and Dr. Emily Shea. And we are doing season three. And so we're talking episode one. We're talking about Roe v. Wade. That's right. We're back in 1973 all over again. And we are talking about abortion. Is it my body? Is it? And Dr. Emily Shea is going to be the one running this conversation. So I'm going to pass the mic over to her. Dr. Shea. Thank you. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Uh, welcome back, y'all. We're back. And of course, uh, we're, as Dr. Scaliff said, talking about Roe v. Wade. For those who don't know, because you've been under a rock or something, um, the Supreme Court of these United States of America is talking about potentially overturning Roe v. Wade, uh, which means for a lot of people out there, the women out there that you know if you wanted to get an abortion you can't do that for whatever your reason is for getting an abortion for the most part you will not be able to do that um depending on where you live it could potentially mean that you could be i don't know brought up on charges for seeking an abortion or you'd have to travel out of state in order to do that. And there could be, you know, a plethora of other rules and regulations that you'd have to uh, abide by before you would be able to make this choice for yourself. So in long story short, in 1973, the Supreme Court made access to safe and legal abortion a constitutional right. That was in 1973. Now we here in 2022 and we're in June and this month, this whole thing is going back, is in front of the Supreme Court, and there's a potential that they could overturn it. And there's a slew of states that are just lining up, waiting to pass these bills and laws that will make it extremely hard for us as women to take care of ourselves and make a decision about our own bodies and what we need to do. So, you know... It's, um, I think it was triggering for me because, I mean, every day we see that women in general are discriminated against, right? And now, here we go again, (laughs) where somebody is telling me that if I needed to, not saying that I, I'm not saying for me that it's a choice I would make for myself, but... You know, just using myself, if I needed to seek an abortion, I potentially would not be able to. Mm. Mm. So let's let's, let's pause right there. Let's pause right there for one second. Let me say something to you. As a young black woman, because I can still consider us all young, right? How do you feel about us being in 2022 and having to deal with, having to even pick up this issue and again, like everything is being reset to start. Does that make sense? Like what, what, what's the feelings? What's the feelings right now? Because right now I'm super pissed. I'm super pissed. There's a room of white men making decisions about our bodies. Well, that's all I'm gonna how, say. How, many, how many people on the Supreme Court? Nine. So what is it? Two women and seven men? Yes. yes. Something like that? Yes. It's, it's, 
Yeah. So, and... <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's always the same thing, right? It's a room of... There's a room of men making... Mostly men making decisions about women's bodies. Yeah. But, you know, then my question is, where are the women on this? The women Supreme Court justices. Which side are they... Well, Falling we, know where, on where on we know where one of them is. She was placed there exactly. to put things back. Let's well, just put it that way. Well, she yes, was placed there to put true. some things back. Okay, we know where one of them stands, right? Clearly. Yeah. And it's and they're trying to make it like it's a religious issue or whatever. No, 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 no. no. This is like we're talking about even if you are raped, the family of the person that raped you in certain yeah. states can sue you can for having you. report you for having an abortion. Think about that. How? Wow. Houseway. Houseway. Wow. Houseway. Houseway. Wow. How does that work? How does that work? Your, the, your neighbor. Your neighbor. Your neighbor. The outside man. The people who don't even know you. They see you going to go have an abortion and they can report you. Yep. In certain states. <clears throat> yeah. The... So, and the thing <clears throat> is, like, this, the whole Roe v. Wade thing was passed by the Supreme Court in 1973 or whenever it was. Under what they used was the 14th Amendment um, Due Process Clause, which says that the right to privacy is protected against state action. Mm-hmm. So women's right to choose to have an abortion actually falls under this due process right to privacy clause. So, you know, to put it in simple terms, the Constitution currently protects a patient. A- person or patient's right to their own private medical decisions, including the decision to have an abortion prior to fetal viability. So what we're saying is that if we reverse this, we could be setting a precedent that would unravel even your HIPAA. It's the precedent. Yeah. That's right? how the law setting, works. We can be setting a precedent by unraveling this that would unravel even your HIPAA, even your rights as a patient, your basic rights as a patient. Yeah. You're taking away That's exactly autonomy. what it's saying. You're taking away people's autonomy. Yeah, that's what you're doing. Um, but you it's know, not... my problem is mm-hmm. this was 1973. What year are we? <laughs> right, 2022. <laughs> Eight, how many years later are we still dealing with this? She's but like... the problem is, is that the system was was never fixed. That's the problem that we're dealing with. It's the same system, and it just keep repeating. If it's not fixed, it's going to keep, it going, it going to repeat in the next 30 years if it's not fixed. Yeah. So let's talk about some specific states because we, we know the system is broken, eh? So let's talk about some specific states. My, how, about, how about the state I'm living in? Good old Texas. Mm. Oh, mm. yes. Oh, mm. yes. Texas. Texas is the most recent one. <laughs> um, when was it? La- last year, September last year. Um, yeah, that one. Yes, Texas. Was, yes. Oh, Texas. You like to do it big, don't you? Yeah, Texas yeah. like to do it big. <laughs> they had, they had, they had sad on that. Yeah, I mean, they had sad on that. Because... And we were laughing, but I'm like, it was so sad when this thing came through. I was like, are you serious? Are it you was serious. 
Like you're you're like you're defunding Planned Parenthood, you're 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 persecuting abortion clinics and and, and physicians for medically necess- necessary medically necessary yeah. abortion. You know what? You know what? I don't understand. Them wanted to have the child, right? But them, come but in, the healthcare come, come itself. With it, what the healthcare itself is not fixed, and I'm a fight the Obama plan, everything else. So <laughs> you want me to have this child, but you're not going to pay for it. Nobody gets for it. older. You're not going to pay for the child care. It's like I. I'm, sorry, I'm. I'm, 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 I'm Dr. Wall I'm so sorry. Useless. You are tapping really loud. <laughs> so our podcast listeners are going to be by the time you're done with it. But I get that you're angry. We get it. We get it. We get it. My, my thing is, I totally agree with you. You want us to have the children, but you're not going to support us. How about this? You want us to have the children, but I'm sending my child to school and they're getting shot. Mic drop. Mic drop. I mean, you know, they just passed it in the house where it, you, you have to be 21 to buy a gun. <laughs> I don't even, I, I'm left speechless at all of this. All of it. Listen I mean, me. the, I can buy the, a gun before I go to a party or even drink. Drink. Can, Thank you. Drink. You can't can have at Walmart. You can't, can't have alcohol. You can't have alcohol, but yes, you can go can to Walmart and buy a gun and the ammo. Thank you. No questions, eh? Zero questions. You know, so, the, the... So, so, so I'm supposed to have this child in this world? Like, I, I'm hmm. confused. I'm confused. I'm, right? I'm... That, like, like, and, and then, you know, you, the, the situation, the circumstances, let's say it's not something that's medically necessary. Let's say I was raped. I'm supposed to have a rapist child? Yes. The answer trauma. is yes. You know the answer, trauma? the answer is yes. You because as trauma? you said, the family of said rapist can come after you, can come after you if they find out that you are trying to get rid of. I mean, do you mm. understand the rage Listen that would burn? Do you Listen understand? Do you know the do you know the trauma? Do you know the trauma that you're putting women through with this nonsense? The trauma, the trauma. Let's let's not even talk about that. Let's rewind. Let's rewind. Let's come back to having the baby. Eh? You had the baby. You don't even have no formula. You never formula to get a child. Mm. No formula. You don't have mm. any formula. The, the let's United talk about that. States. <laughs> the United States. Let's back up. United States has the <laughs> highest maternal mortality rate. The even highest. High, even higher amongst black women. Thank oh, you. Exactly. Three Ten times higher. per 100,000 live births, right? In 1920. Mm-hmm. No, as of 2019, it's 20 per every 100,000 live births. So. <laughs> but yes, let's start there. You know, so, so, so you're telling me that you're sending me to possibly die. To possibly die. And then if I possibly make it through this birth process and I can't breastfeed, my child will stab to death because I have no formula. No formula. And breastfeeding has several factors. Let's talk about that. You know, not everybody's going to be able to breastfeed. Some children have conditions where they need specialized formula, number yeah. one. Some children, mm-hmm. some people are, 
have multiple children or multiple jobs and they just don't have the time or the stress or whatever it is that makes them have less producing, you know, less, less ability to produce milk, right? So it's not always going to be, you know, this ideal situation, right? Sometimes the baby just don't latch. Thank you. Exactly. So sometimes it's not even an issue where, where you know, with, with production. Exactly. Or sometimes the child just the child just don't latch, and so <laughs> you have to the child have to eat. So, so that's for, where formula so, comes so in. So for the listeners that are on that don't understand why there's a formula shortage, let me break it down for you. There's three main reasons why there's a formula shortage right now in the U.S. Number one, you have a truncated number of people who make the formula to start with. Okay, there's only a few companies in the U.S. that make infant formula that have been approved by the FDA to make infant formula. Okay, so what happened in COVID is that you stockpiled. We stockpiled all this formula. The production line went down. Okay, so now when the stockpile has been depleted, right, they also on top of that had an infection called Chronobacter, which Mm -hmm. made them have to dispose of quite a lot of formula. Okay, Chronobacter can cause serious complications in babies and and they end up in the PICU, which is the pediatric ICU and can sometimes even die from this infection. And so you had all these things happening at once. And so now you have this mass effect where we have no shortage, you know, no, no formula, right? What happens to, what happens to these children? What do we do? You know, I don't know how the pediatricians are telling their, their patients or their That's what I would like to know. What are our pediatrician and our OB-GYN colleagues Right. So, Saying so or advising a, their patients. That's a whole nother conversation. But, you know, we have a new mother amongst us, Dr. Wall Bennett. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, she's she's already given birth to an amazing young boy who's my godson. And now we have a young girl in the mix. And so, like, like if you couldn't breastfeed, what would you do? Like, what, what what's, what's your feelings? What? To be honest, I'm glad I can. <laughs> no, I'm glad I stuck with it because it was very hard at the beginning and I felt like let's talk about the whole maternity leave thing because I feel like if I actually went back between the week six and eight I wouldn't have stuck with it I would have been like let's do the formula and I can't do the formula because there's nothing on the shelf well you can find probably one which is the most expensive and there's no like if your child is lactose intolerant or picky I don't know what happened to them, to be honest with you. God help them. Mm. But I'm happy I stuck with it. I, I took sufficient leave for myself, which was more than the six to eight weeks that they told me that I had. And I eventually my milk caught up and we were able to continue breastfeeding. But I really I really don't know what we would do, to be honest but, with so, you. But so see- my, yeah, sorry, so sorry to cut it off, Emily. My, my, my thing is that Listen, like, like, look at look at how this abortion topic has has split into all these topics. That's what I don't think they're yeah. really grasping. They're not understanding. This I don't has, think so. This has a dispersed effect on the entire, you know, um, you know, chasm of basically having children, right? Of having raising children and having families. And you cannot do this. You cannot do this. We have too many factors in play. You cannot do this. These decisions are multifactorial. It really is dependent on. Like what if this woman is, has multiple children and she has no other support? She has to go to work. You're, you're forcing her to have another child? You're forcing yeah. her to have another child. Yeah. She doesn't and, have yeah. the convenience of taking how many weeks off, right? Because 
really and honestly, exactly. maternity leave in this country is messed up, eh? Maternity leave in this country is absolutely messed up. We're one of the only, okay, developed or advanced countries that have no real standard maternity leave, right? Federally yep. or whatever, right? If you go and you look at these, the, the, what's that country called? Estonia or something like that? Something we saw something crazy. Crazy, crazy. Like, crazy. like long, long periods of time. Long almost periods. Almost a year or so given off. If you did that here, you wouldn't have a job. No, literally the desk would be occupied by somebody else right <laughs> so like, like what is this what is this? No. so so i took i took three months off right mm-hmm. and something happened on the system and it said that i wasn't coming back like another one or two weeks tell me amount of text and call i got that same day that text got up um we received this message that you extended your st- your leave um can you can you please update us on that issue i was like wow that's called management was having a breakdown hey eh? they were like literally they were like wait what what another week another week no we can't oh no, my- no 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 so, so so i want they think about if you did not have the support of a, a, a loving husband right and a good job that you could take off the time that you took like, That's think the thing. About exactly. How many people exactly. in the population have the ability to do that? Yeah. And yet, and still, you're only able to take three months. What's your child doing at the three-month mark? Hmm. Rolling over? Not even. Not right! Even. So, and they expect you to... to... <laughs> I Listen, people I are going can't. back after four weeks. Six weeks yeah. after a C-section, they cut into you. They yeah. cut into you. Like, like, like. I, I always empathize with my sisters on this. I'm like, this is, this is. That's not. Yeah. It's not easy yeah. too. It's an emotional trauma, also. Yeah. You have it to is. Leave your child. You have to leave your child. You like it's it's. It's bonkers. It it's is. bonkers is what it is. I can't so imagine you have the high the country with the highest maternal mortality rate. No paid or poorly paid truncated uh, maternity leave, mm-hmm. no universal subsidized child care. And mm, let's talk about the women who go, who have mental health issues. Mm. Po- Emily, po- postpartum Shin, blues. Dr. Shin, now you, now you, now you got the golden shovel right now. You postpartum just- blues and whatever else that I, I, my brain, I can't even think of because I'm just so like, how and you're gonna tell you're gonna offer me no support, but you are going to tell me you still have to have that child for listen, what? Listen, what is poor, your what is your motivation? There's poor support mm. for mental health in this country. Period. Eh? So can you imagine no, that yeah. you are a woman who have pre-existing mental health issues and you have to force exactly. to have a child? Exactly. And, and let's say that child was under traumatic circumstances. So you're forcing me into a you're forcing me into a crisis. You're forcing into yep. crisis that you're not going to support me through. No, we can't support our regular everyday people who have mental health issues. Thank you. How many times have you wanted to get a patient into some kind of psychiatric program or, you know, drug rehab or whatever it is? How let's, many let's times? Make it and even you simpler. Cannot. Make it even simpler. How many times have you had a patient in the ER that you wanted seen by behavioral health or psych and they cannot be seen? They can't the be weekend? seen. Over or, the weekend, or your your facility don't have it. Or your facility doesn't have it. How many times? Mm. So where are they gonna go? Mm. You know, we mm. we are our access to 
healthcare is already so the system is broken our access is limited and this whole thing this whole overturning the roe v wade and you know the the right to choose it's gonna honestly disproportionately affect us and when i say us i mean black and brown people my bipoc community my bipoc exactly 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 yeah black maternal health care is already a big issue right the the maternal mortality rate for non-black his non-hispanic sorry black females is 44 in every hundred thousand or two and a half times the rate of non-hispanic white females and three and a half times the rate for hispanic females so i mean <laughs> you know so now now you add add the rollback of Roe. you have these you know people who are having children who for whatever reason would choose not to either they can't afford it mentally can't afford it whatever and you're forcing them to do all this now i just right <laughs> you, you, you're like it's it's like it's like you're putting me in a pen to die eh? you're putting me in a pen to, you're forcing me to go into this this pen and like here you go your chances of death have just increased exponentially eh? you're forcing me into these different situations where i'm going to either unravel or financially unravel or the or i'm going to have some type of you know what I'm saying like this is not okay this is not okay right it's not okay this the- is especially especially people of color are being affected by this and let's not even talk about people are my 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 native americans aboriginal americans indigenous they are also indigenous this is not okay this is not these people on these reservations first of all they're already disadvantaged when it comes to medicine right yep. indian health services is stretched beyond the limit and now you have these situations you're gonna force you're gonna force people to have like this is not okay this is not okay Prior to the other, the other, you, you, you gave the, you put me in a pen, like analogy, right? Mm-hmm. Where you're okay. putting someone. Yeah. But there's going to be some people who are going to find a way out. So what's going to happen? They're going to find a way. And be prosecuted. Have, okay. That's one. Or <laughs> we're going to go back to the 1960s where there are illegal abortions. And unsafe abortions. Exactly. Exactly. Illegal, unsafe. You're right. That's the term I should have used. Not illegal, yes, because, you know. They're making it illegal. But they're going to be unsafe. So, yes, my thing with the unsafe abortions, and I don't know if um, any of our listeners know the history of some of these uh, these procedures, eh? But some of these procedures happened in in basements and backyards, eh? And we're talking about hangers. We're talking about coat hangers. Coat hangers. Things of that nature. That kind of brutal... Like like and, and horrible sepsis and infections and 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 retained concepts of um what we call retained concepts of of, of, of conception. Just, yeah. You have the placenta was not properly removed or or the fetus or whatever. And part so, of the fetus still in part of the fetus exactly. So you basically have horrible infections from this. These are the consequences. So now you're putting a increased burden on our healthcare system that's already stretched to the wazoo's because of COVID. Yep. Not e- and even before COVID, we couldn't take before. care of. We I couldn't know, take guys. care of the regular guys. things. I know, guys. I know, guys. But it stretched. It stretched farther with that, and now we're going to try to break it. We're trying to break it back in. Yeah, that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to break the back of the the health system. Like this is not okay. Yeah, and you need to take. 
you need to, this is why you have a separation of church and state. This is why you have a separation of church and state. I am Christian. Okay, let's not get it twisted. I love the Lord. Okay, but I am not going to tell a woman what to do with her body. Absolutely not. It's not okay. If somebody was to rape me, please, God forbid. Listen. I don't want to have to have that child. I'm so sorry. But the thing is, is between her and the Lord. Yes. What <laughs> you have to do with it. Thank you. And thank you. And 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 if we start peeling back the layers of these individuals' lives who are making these decisions, are we going to hmm. find that all of your decisions were within the light of the Lord? Which are one we, of them are clean? Are which are one we? of them clean? Tell me, Even which one? Cast the first stone. Exactly. Let's down. see who casts the stone. I, you know, it, 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 it ultimately a, it it comes down again to autonomy, and we as physicians in medicine we stress autonomy, right? That's mm-hmm. part of that's part of you know when we talk to our patients about certain treatments, etc. We're talking to them, laying out all the options, and saying, "Hey." you know what what do you have any questions for me can i answer the questions better to help you make the decision for yourself make the best decision you can for yourself and so here we are now the government is taking that away so how far is this gonna bleed does that mean that now when i'm trying to when i need to intubate a patient for respiratory failure put them on the breathing machine (laughs) i just i make the decision unilaterally well, them. The, hmm. Yeah, for so the, hmm. the patient is young this enough. This is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. This is what we said before. Patient this is, is young enough, so I think we should do it, even if that patient is terminal Doesn't cancer. Want it. I don't know. I said, you know what? I don't me. want. Can I, to. can I give you guys a joke? Can I give you? A, it's not really a joke. It's a, I, I shouldn't say that. Can I give you guys a scenario that I had to go through as a critical care doc? Okay, okay. There was a physician. who was a primary care physician. He's also a nephrologist. Anyhow, um, he came to me and said. Um, oh, you know, we were talking about a patient. The patient's very clear about their autonomy, right? They're very clear about what they want. They want to go home on hospice, okay? He says, I said, I said, to, I said the patient wants to go home on hospice. You know, we, he needs to be, you know, discharged home on hospice. He, he says to me, he says to me, no, I, you know, I'm pro-life. I want to do this, this, and this for this patient. I'm just like, wait, 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 wait. The patient is of sound mind, clear understanding, can make decisions mm. for themselves and has said to mm. you they want home hospice. That is not okay. And number one, you're using pro-life incorrectly. Let's start there. Mm. <laughs> number two, number two, um, what? You don't get to violate the patient's autonomy. And this is what we're talking about. When they set this precedent, you're going to unravel the entire mm-hmm. ethics behind medicine. How you're, far does it go? fundamental. Exactly. The fundamentals. This is one of the number one things in medicine. Patients' autonomy should not be violated. If somebody says they do not want something, you shouldn't do it. X, Y, Z. Plain and simple. It's not okay. It's if not you, okay. In fact, if you your do, you beliefs, could probably be tra- brought up on charges for us. Your beliefs cannot cannot influence a patient's decision. Absolutely not. You are supposed to respect mm. the decision no matter what your beliefs are. Yeah. So if you are exactly. a physician and you're allowing your beliefs to come into play into a patient's decision, you have violated their ethics and you should be brought up on charges. Plain and simple. Okay? Mm-hmm. That's a no. That's a no. As a critical care doc, there's a lot of people I see that I go, hey, you know, we could do X, Y, Z, blah, blah, blah. But if the patient is saying to me, I don't want it and they're of clear sound mind, I cannot violate their autonomy. Nope. You cannot force them. 
You it's cannot force them. You cannot go against their will. And what you what they're doing mm-hmm. as a, as a Senate, as a as a as a as lawmakers and so forth, as a as a as a Supreme Court, you're violating people's autonomy. You're taking away their choice. You're taking away their ability to make choices for their life, and it's not okay. But it's not okay. You know what? And I'm gonna throw a wrench in this. Though there's it, it boils down to. Does it boil down to? Yeah, people are gonna boil it down to. Was it pro-life and pro-choice? If you say you fall on the pro-life side of things, right? And that's why you're saying you're anti-abortion. Um, how many mass shootings have been in the U.S. in the last mm. couple days? Over three. Wait, 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 wait. Couple days. Let's 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 even talk about the last last couple of years and where this happened. By the way, how many people ma- have been involved? How many mass? So how pro-life are you? Listen if to me. you Maybe. cannot, if you as the lawmaker or the, 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 the voter, right? We, I'm going to say we, I can't vote in this country just yet, but I'm going to say we, because eventually <laughs> I will be able to. I can. I but can. we, <laughs> the voters, you know, have a say in who represents us. Right. So for those who don't vote. You voted by not voting. Vote? Come on by now. Not voted. By, by not that voting. Should be, by your that silence. should be a slogan, actually. That should, that should, be, that should be an anthem, eh? That should but, be an anthem. By your that silence. By your okay? silence, you have selected the me. candidate. I'm going to drop another anthem for you. If you're so pro-life, go get vaccinated. Mm. Would not get people to wear a flipping mask thank you and you're gonna tell me that i have to grow and push a baby out if i don't want to <laughs> but you, you. Can, you can't let you people can't wear, a wear a mask. mask i'm not even gonna talk about vaccination you can't listen, you can't listen, get people scale, to wear a mask the scales, make, the scales make no sense the scales make no sense you can't force people to wear a mask a piece of paper like, like, a mask are you serious mm. are you serious you can't take off On the mask when note. you go outside <laughs> But you won't On wear a note. mask when you're when you're in close quarters with people. But you want me to grow <laughs> and feed a child and push them out, risking my life potentially, not only during the pregnancy, but potentially afterwards, because there are post postpartum complications. Listen. <laughs> On that on that point, On that note. Can, Episode two, you need to stay locked. We're gonna call it a, call it a wrap on episode one right here. We're gonna have an episode two part two to this because this is a heated conversation and we'll have an aftermath for that. So, oh, we will. Thanks, oh, thanks for joining us. Thanks, guys.